This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, this is C. Montgomery Burns here on behalf of the Canned Air Podcast to record a custom radio advertisement. Set to air following the Amos and Andy show. Ah, uh, sir. Amos and Andy have been off the air for over 50 years. I see. Well, then what's this canned air show even about? Comics and pop culture, sir. Comics, eh? Well, I've read my fair share of Mutt and Jeff. Actually, sir, they focus on more current independent and mainstream topics. On cannedairpodcast.com, you can watch movie trailers, check out past episodes, and even buy comics, movies, and video games. I see. And where might one find this CandarePodcast.com? Ah, on the internet, sir. Very well, Smithers. Take me to this internet. Well, it's not a place, sir. It's on a computer. Now, why is Acre, eh? Smithers, release the hounds! Go to CandarePodcast.com. Best website ever! You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Your refusal to listen will be one more reason for me to fire up my death ray and take over the world. Welcome to another episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And joining us today, we have the CEO and head writer of New World Comics, Guy Hassan, with us today. Thanks for being with us, Guy. Oh, sure thing. It's great to be here. Uh, we're going to be doing things a little bit different this week. Typically, we go around talking stuff in the news, but uh, due to time constraints, we are going to give our full attention to Guy today. So you ought to feel very lucky, Guy. I do. I also feel <laughs> baffled in news. I killed the news. That's <laughs> terrible. The news can wait. There's more important stuff to talk about here. Uh, we want to talk about Winter, the book you let us read. Thanks again for sending us a copy of that. Oh, sure. What a beautiful book this is, though. Uh, yeah, it is. It was amazing. I couldn't keep my eyes off of it. And you wrote it, and the artist is Aaron, is it uh, Alex? Alekis. Alekis. I tell you, this is a like perfect marriage of writer and artist together. They, they, the art and the writing complement each other so well. It was a beautiful book. So again, thank you. But um, could you tell our listeners a little bit about Winter? Can I say something about Aaron first, Aaron Lekas? Yes, yeah. He was. He's from Hungary. He's in Hungary. His Winter Art, while Winter Three was uh, on sale, his Winter Art was uh, in a gallery. Someone took him, some gallery took it. And then it was so successful that people just, uh, the, the, what is it called, the showing, you know, whatever it is that happens in the gallery, um, started uh, touring in Hungary. So it's just amazing. Well, I'm very lucky to have him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you're asking about what is winter? Yes. It's, it's about, it's the future. And Liz Winter is 17. And when she goes to sleep, um, commercials play in between her dreams, even inside her dreams. And when she wakes up, she checks how many people are, uh, um, how many people saw her dreams, because you know, you can log into your dreams, you can subscribe to dreams, and you can uh, watch them, because everything that's going on in your mind is also postable. Your emotions and everything you see is, can be recorded, 
and so on. And there's also an AI inside your head, all the Facebook, Twitter, and the, the Tumblr, and everything is in your mind. So when she feels uh, I'm special, which happens, especially when you're 17, right? She gets there's so many people in the world that she gets the message five in not in the world in the galaxy that she gets the immediate message five mil five billion people plus just had the exact emotion in the last five seconds the right. same exact emotion and that's there are so many people that there are more people than than d than possible dna combinations so every person alive there are about two hundred thousand people with the same dna alive at the same time at different ages uh not because they are cloned but because there's just too many people so you get repetitions sure. they're born to different parents and they get they grow up differently so this is a world where you've got Liz who feels special and knows she's special with the facts around her uh, showing her that she can't be special she checks her um, you know check to see if anyone with my DNA has ever done something important and she says no no one with her DNA has ever done anything important That's even newsworthy except for how she how she died and she can look at herself when she's 80 she can look at herself when she's 70. I and love that part of the book hmm. that's it it's a tough thing to see and then the action comes in she accidentally steals an app that she shouldn't and she becomes from someone that she shouldn't she becomes an enemy of the state state is out to kill her and the state has an advantage they know what her DNA is and they know everything she's posted and they know everyone who is like her so they know in advance what she'll do before she does they know if she'll take a left or right in a certain street she they know where she'll escape to um, so the only way to survive is to actually become special and right. this is Liz's journey in the first six episode six um, issues uh, to become special to 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 find how to how to how sh- how a person can step out of himself and be something he's not or she's not sure it was uh, oh it was so much fun mm. and I can't wait to see what exactly it is that ends up making her special um, but I, I love the whole concept of I think it was referred to as I me the 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 whole uh, like social network that you always have access to like in your mind I don't think that's something we're too far away from not the way it's going right now yeah yeah another hundred years <laughs> and I think this this uh, comic could become a reality you know I think it's a 15 or 20 years <laughs> <laughs> I hope but I had wrong. to make it in the far far future because I had to to have a lot of people in the world and right we're not going to have the, that many people soon right yeah So where does this idea even originate? How did you come up with the idea for this story? Uh, this may be annoying, but when I grew up, my parents thought I was really special. And I was grew up feeling I was really special. And uh, a few months before I started writing Winter, I, was, I had that thought. And the, then I immediately had the other thing. Five million people, five billion people plus just had the same right. exact feeling. And the entire world came into being and then it became a puzzle how can someone be special when it's impossible to be special my premise is it's possible to be special how is that how can you do it and I had solved it and 
that became the original story behind Winter. And there are other things coming that are not inside in the original story. This is going to broaden and advance and, and, and become big, but I can't talk about anything without spoiling. So Understood. the basic premise was about being special. It's still a puzzle that's uh, it's there to be solved, and it's going to be solved. And uh, we'll see. Now, now you have four issues out now, is that correct? Yes, four issues out, fifth one coming soon. And uh, it's uh, we, we come out with about uh, four or five a year. Okay. Uh, that's because we're, we're very independent, very low budget, and that's the pace we can walk at. While giving you art that deserves to be in a museum. Right. Well, yeah. you know, <laughs> great work takes a lot of time sometimes, and well worth the wait on this one. It does. So tell us about New World Comics. Now, you're, you're the CEO. You, I take you created everything from uh, the ground up for New World Comics, right? Yes. So tell us about New World Comics. Another writer. Um, Wow, that's a big question because um, New World Comics is a lot of stuff. Um, I'm seeing that, yeah, a whole (laughs) lot of stuff. A lot of good stuff. The point point behind it is, there's a couple of points, but basically comic books are at the very, at least that's what I feel, at the very basis of them is... uh, um, Comic books are the, 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 is the medium that's most empowering out of all the mediums, more than books and more than movies. Almost everything in comic books originally was about empowering the readers. Right. Spider-Man and Superman and so on. And what I'm trying to do is I'm, I want to come back to that original feeling we had when we were young and first picked up comic books. And comic books have changed because everything's become old and everything's become tired and everything's become overused. So I'm trying to create new experiences that give you the same feeling while not using the same tools that the big companies are using today. Right. And one of those things is winter. Um, we've got a couple more coming. Um, and so it's about empowering people. It's also about giving freedom to artists, and I'm including writers and world artists because we create art. Um, so I try through New World's Comics to give you stuff that's art uh, in the writing as well and in the uh, art. And my way to empower those people, um, the artists, is to um, basically they don't just get paid beyond that they get they they guaranteed to have percentages and pretty hefty ones so if you're coming if the if the art you do becomes very popular you get to get a lot of money for it and because artists should live off their art sure. uh, it's very hard to live as an artist it's very hard to live according to your you know principles and to to just do art and so anything i can do to make it easier is, is Better. Another way to empower people is, uh, you know, we try to empower adults reading comic books. So, you know, most comic books are aimed at 11-year-olds. Sure. Which is okay and good. But if you're a comic book lover and you're 40 years, years old now, he, he, the comic books don't really speak to you. So winter is for teenagers that are 15 and up, but they're also for the adults who love science fiction. Um, and we try to empower women. By having 50% and more of the titles 
have uh, female um, protagonists. Having a strong female protagonist doesn't mean you have superpowers that you can't be broken or that you, you know you're super strong. That's not a real experience. So Liz, for example, she's a normal 17-year-old uh, special kid, and she she succeeds in outsmarting the government and a hired killer that's who is uh, twice as old as she is. You know, we've got another title coming called uh, Lost in Dreams, which is actually the title that started the concept of New Orleans comics. It's about imagine. A mother and a father going to the mother is pregnant. She's going to 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 the hospital, and you know, the baby's coming out, and everyone's saying push, 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 and you know, she's pushing, and the baby's she feels the baby coming out, but there's no baby. Ooh. The baby they scan the the stomach, the, the ultrasound, and the baby is no longer inside, but the baby's gone. And they search everything and everyone. The baby's gone. The baby, a little girl. Uh, was born into the dream, which is where we all go when we dream. That's where she was born. That's where she lives. <coughs> and she's raised by a father who's there when she when he dreams. And when he um, when he wakes up, as some people do, he doesn't remember his dreams, so he doesn't know he has a daughter. And wow. whenever he he falls asleep, he comes back. And so she she's a girl who lives in dream and was raised by a father. And, uh, it's it's a, it's an entire saga about her life. It's like it's a Dickensian, from, but it's a Dickensian fantasy in that uh, it starts from birth and it ends at death. It's everything that happens in the middle. It's a, it's a graphic novel series, and every episode, every issue, uh, jumps ahead three years. So the first one is six years old, then the next one is nine, next one is twelve. Wow. It should be 25 and it's a huge 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 saga and it's about a girl who it begins she's six so she can't do much but uh but she becomes a major hero she solves the mysteries and she solves the and she figures out a lot of stuff about her world and why she's there and why she's needed and she beats a lot of nightmares and bad guys and so on and it's, it's i think it's very empowering to girls and to teenage girls and two women so back to the original question it's about empowering people very nice and it's coming out soon it's uh, the first graphic novel is coming out soon took a lot of time to do it each one is uh, more than 100 uh, pages you're gonna have to definitely let us know when that comes out because yeah, that's I uh, piqued a lot of interest already <laughs> we're sitting here making eyes at each other like we gotta <laughs> read this another it's, like original idea that's awesome you don't see anything like that that's the point it's 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 like a major epic saga that hasn't been done you've never seen anything like it and yet it comes back to the original feeling of fantasy and comic books and heroes and finishing your questions about what New Worlds Comics is, we also try to empower indies uh, as a whole, not just New Worlds Comics. And I have something called the Indie Power Project, or the Indie Power Initiative, which basically bands together dozens of indie comic book companies in a way that uh, it's one website where everyone posts about, you know, one article per title, and then later about releases and previews. And everyone... You know, I have uh, 14,000 uh, followers on Twitter, and someone else has 1,000, someone else has 2,000, right. someone else has 30,000, but everyone tweets about everyone. Right. So basically, suddenly, 
you know, because we're all, we all have audiences and readers and fans who like indies, but haven't found the rest of them. So basically one post, like if there are a hundred publishers, uh, one post and say the average is uh, 1,000 followers, instead of reaching 1,000 followers, it reaches 100,000 followers. And people, and people who like indies now have a website to go to where they can choose and pick and, you know, Right, even the like. playing field a little bit. Yes, uh, I, I really hope it's about to launch. I think next week, but I, I really hope it becomes it becomes huge. It sounds like um, it's going to. I, I think you already you. touched on this a little bit, but uh, the Comic Empower Project on your website also has uh, people who can get on there and just post a story on how comic books have either helped them change their life, inspired them. Uh, is there uh, any favorite stories in there that come to mind? Any examples you can give the listener? Um, yeah, there actually it's it's real stories written by real people about how you know comic books changed, as you say. And there are quite a few. I think the things that, that most surprised me was there's a family. The first the first post was actually done by I there was uh, uh, a guy, a father who has four. Uh, daughters and he was willing to write the first comics in power piece and he wrote about his life but he said you know I could get my daughters to write it too and I thought there were six but from the way he was talking but they're 20 something um, and it was it was very touching to see the entire family bond together over, over comic books wow. uh, almost all the daughters were, were, um, were saying you know I can't be a superhero but I try to be a hero in my life. I try to help people when I can. Uh, I realized that uh, one of them said, uh, I speak up for those who are too shy and afraid to speak up. That's um, awesome. It is. It's amazing. And the, another one said, comics taught me to be the best I can be and not ever give up. And the father actually had a surprising one too. He was, uh, he was saying... Um, his inspiration is super villains. Oh, really? They have, they have real focus. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. So there are lots of the regular stories, touching stories. Uh, we just published one about um, uh, an autistic guy with Asperger's uh, who found uh, solace in comic books. There's one who found. Uh, um, you know, who, who, who get connected to characters who were not bound by gender. There's another one who found, you know, the female Thor helped her uh, see that there's, um, you know, helped her finally connect with uh, strong female characters. There's one who was really surprising, who, who's a real-life Indiana Jones. Oh, really? And she's... That was a great post. Um, there's just tons of stuff. So if you... I think if... Never tried to Google it. Let's try Google Comics in Power. Maybe we'll go to Comics in Power. Uh, no, not yet. No. <laughs> it's, it's about fifth or sixth one. Well, it's we'll definitely like have a link on the website on our website to help direct people over so they can view those uh, easily because those were a lot of fun to look through. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of them, so a lot of good reading right there. Now you also uh, are starting a podcast. Is that correct? That's right. When I finish this uh, interview, uh, my next Skype is, is is basically the first podcast we're going to do, which is called Comics in Power. 
it's about it's an attempt to do a 100% real uh, behind the curtains look at, at how to run and how to go in indie book uh, com- uh, in the comic book company talking about the business plan and the process and finding right. artists and uh, what works and what doesn't work and false assumptions and dealing with the fans and everything and you know I hope I hope people um, see what happens behind it because you There are a lot of assumptions coming in into the world you know I was I've been a fan for 30 years and um, I thought I knew the people and I thought I knew what comics book what comic books were and I was wrong about almost everything so you know it's about the journey it'll be fun to listen to I can't wait for it to come out and you're also going to have uh, a comic empower project and an indie power initiative segment on the show right so I mean they'll be able to listen to it yes. as well as read it on your website that's a great idea I thought yeah I'm not going to read everything but uh, <laughs> right. one or two from each yeah awesome uh, weekly awesome and you said that's going to be uh, the comic empower podcast yeah Uh, comics in power yeah comics in power um, when is when are you guys going live with this because uh, uh, this will post uh, this coming Thursday the 20th so there's a chance if all goes well we should be posting on Wednesday so there's a chance it's already up okay well we'll keep it but it's out. the first post ever so maybe we're gonna have trouble and it's gonna take a few more days that's okay well, uh, think I, positive yeah we'll be up Wednesday yeah I think we experienced a few of our uh, problems early on. Yeah. We had to, yeah. <laughs> those first few episodes had to wait a few days to get them up than when we wanted to. But yeah, it'll, it's a lot of fun, man. Best of luck to you guys with that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, just one more question here before we let you go. I, I want to ask everyone that's on the show this, but don't, don't always get the chance to. What comics sure. inspired you? What comics to, uh, can you say got you to where you are today? It's a tough one. I can tell you the things that really inspired me when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. The thing that most inspired me was uh, Chris Claremont's X-Men. Oh, okay. I was a teenager during, during the 80s. And one of the... This is my... The, the comics in power story that I never wrote. I hadn't wrote... I hadn't... Uh, I haven't written my manual. In one of the, the X-Men annuals, they were fighting... Uh, I don't actually know how you pronounce it, Mojo or Majo. I think it's Mojo, is it? Yeah, Mojo. Basically, he was, uh, the, he was torching the X-Men and he was looking at it as a reality show, which then didn't exist. So he called it a piece of art and he said, in the end, you know, um, true artist never repeats himself. He always does something that's original. And that struck a chord with me. Now I can say maybe it was already there, uh, the chord. Um, but that's what I've been trying to do all my life as a writer to, every time to do something completely new and completely original well, I think you've succeeded um, thank you <laughs> um, so so there's that and there's uh, I, I really liked uh, the, the original Stanley comic books especially Spider-Man oh yeah I think that original feeling is actually the fuel that's driving Spider-Man to this day You know, it's hard to repeat, but trying to repeat it is, is basically what, what we do. Trying to find something that's really original, that's as, 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 as powerful as that emotionally right. uh, to the people who, who see it. Wow. Um, there's, also, there's also other stuff. Uh, there's J.M. Uh, uh, Dematis, Dematis and Keith Giffen's uh, Justice League, a funny one back in the 80s, that 
affected me greatly and my the, actually the first comic book for Newell's Comics is called uh, Goof and it's, it's a huge comedy that tried to compete with uh, the Justice League awesome man well I tell you what I want to one thank you again for being on the show with us and two thanks again for sending us a copy of Winter again it was a fantastic read really stress to the listeners to check it out we're going to have links on our website to direct people over your way to your website and to the Comics and Power Project everything you've got going the Indie uh, Power Initiative so much happening over at NewWorldsComics.com I really appreciate you guys uh, you guys help and I, I'm really glad for all the support Anytime. And remember, winter is with a W, and you can find it Comixology. We'll have a link to that, too, on the website. Cool. Thanks so much Thank for you being guys. with us today, Guy. Thank you. What else we got on the website, Jack? Show recaps, videos, trailers, photos from stuff we talked about on the shows, uh, the Candair Video Game Store, Comic Book Store, and Movie Store. Don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. Put a visual with what you're hearing. And I think that's it, right? That's it for this week. All right. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. Jack Doherty. Guy Hassan. And we'll see you next time. Man, that was another great episode of Canned Air, huh, Timmy? It was. Let's go outside. All right. Hey, kids. Oh, my God. Who's that? It's Creeper, the worst G.I. Joe character ever made. That's right. I heard you guys were going to go outside. Why don't you stay inside and go to www.cannedairpodcast.com, where you can get the scoop on past episodes, see movie trailers, and go to the Canned Air game store, video store, and comic book store. Yay! With cannedairpodcast.com, we'll never have to go outside again. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! La la la. Cat in a hat. Perfect. <laughs> Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.